Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thank you for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Brian King, CEO of Lotus Markets, a marketplace for alternative investments that's raised $8.5 million in funding. Brian, thanks for chatting with me today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. So before we begin talking about what you're building there, can we just start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background? Sure. Again, my name is Brian King. I am the CEO of Lotus Markets. My background has mostly been in the exchange world. So I was one of the original members of the startup team for Bats Markets. Today, that's actually, it was acquired by CBOE. And so now it has a lot of success in the markets as an exchange. I also had the opportunity to move over to London. and was the first person on the ground to, to start building Bats Europe. Today, that is the largest exchange in Europe. And then I spent time um, at the New York Stock Exchange, about almost five years there, overseeing trading market structure and uh, ETF. So um, I've spent most of my career building marketplaces. And then today, we are a marketplace, as you mentioned, for alternative investments. Nice. Very cool. Now, before we dive deeper into the company, we like to start with just a few questions to better understand what makes you tick. So first one is, what CEO do you admire the most? And what do you admire about them? I really like this question. When it comes to inspirational founders, there are plenty to choose from. But personally, I would have to go with Dave Cummings. He's the founder of TradeBot, which is a high-frequency trading firm based in the Kansas City area that completely transformed the market-making industry. And uh, his success with TradeBot also allowed him to launch BATS, which, again, I had the ability to be part of back in 2005. And uh, what's fantastic about him is not only did I have the chance to work side-by-side with him, but you know he is a character, but his role helped to transform two distinct aspects of the public markets. And that's why, to me, it would definitely make him uh, my pick. Nice. That's amazing. What about books? Is there a specific book that's had a major impact on you? And, and this can be a business book or just a book that's really influenced how you view the world personally? Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek was a game changer for me a while back. It really helped me shift my mindset and my focus on the why behind everything I do. And the book makes a great point. Instead of starting with how or what you do, start with your why. And that's a powerful way to inspire loyalty and make a lasting impact. Yeah, you know, I read that book from Barry's first book. I read it years ago after I saw his famous YouTube video on that the TED Talk. And just this week, I was watching a podcast or a YouTube show called Diary of a CEO. That's really good. And it had Simon on. So it was like an hour and a half long interview with Simon. And he's so cool and so smart and just a fascinating person. Interesting. I haven't had a chance to check that out, but uh, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop you a link afterwards to, uh, to check it out. Now so let's gears and let's dive into the company. So can you take us to, to day one or day zero or in the days leading up to the company's launch? Yeah. So for me, I had a lot of family members and friends that were trapped in illiquid investments. And in some cases, the outcome was a total nightmare. They wanted to sell but there just was no way out. And then when the markets get stressed, you know, and they start to turn south, that actually can further impact kind of that need for liquidity. And, and sometimes, again, the, the ultimate result can be disastrous. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've spent most of my career building marketplaces and making 
already liquid markets, even more liquid. And so when I left the NYSC, I knew I wanted to focus my attention on making traditionally illiquid markets more liquid. And that's exactly what I've been able to do here at uh, Lotus Markets. Nice. That's amazing. And can you talk to us about traction and any growth numbers that you can share? Yeah. So what's been great for us is that we've been able to really attract a lot of buy side interest. And that's kind of a, a surprising thing initially for us at first was that we had so much buy side interest, you know, and that ranges anywhere from institutional investors, such as an insurance company, all the way to, you know, a hedge fund or a PE equity firm. And so I would say right now, represented on our marketplace, it's somewhere between one and $2 billion. That's with a B. So the appetite for this particular asset class of alternatives is significant. It's growing. And then for us, I think the biggest initial hurdle that we had was being able to get supply. That means the people that are looking to sell. Largely, that hurdle for us was just getting people to know that we exist. And that's any startup's initial struggle is going to be getting people to know that you exist. But we've had some fantastic momentum and we're really trying to capitalize on that. And I feel like that's always the challenge with the marketplace business, right? Is you have the chicken and the egg situation. So for you, how did you get around that with trying to you know, find equal focus with the, the buyers and sellers of the marketplace? It's a great question. Anytime you're building a marketplace, it's balancing each side of the equation. You need to have buyers and you need to have sellers. The good news for us is that the institutional buyers that we have, they have a very specific appetite, meaning that in many cases, they have reserved or earmarked you know, several million dollars for a specific product or asset class. Most of the institutions don't just want to have you know, a couple thousand dollars investment in a specific investment. So they have an appetite for something that's usually a little bit larger. And so that has helped us be able to attract that sell side interest. But again, it's being able to leverage relationships, work with financial advisors that have clients that own these particular assets and just kind of build that. And then also we've been fortunate to have several people kind of write about us and talk about us. Nice. That's always helpful. And what's the competitive landscape look like today? Who are those primary competitors? Fortunately for us, there aren't a lot of competitors in what we're doing. There have certainly been a lot of people that have kind of been front runners in the industry of alternatives and creating secondary markets. In fact, my chief operating officer is Jeremy Smith, and he was the head of strategy for Second Market and kind of looked to them as saying, hey, these guys were like industry leaders being able to kind of set the tone for secondary markets for private investments. And so we've seen a lot of growth in people creating secondary markets for private companies. But what we haven't seen is a lot of people creating a secondary market for private real estate and private funds. And so Again, we're fortunate in, in a spot where there aren't many competitors in that arena. And then certainly the way in which we're going about doing it. So we are actually an ATS, which means we function a lot like a stock exchange. It's just a stock exchange for real estate. Interesting. And you mentioned second market there. That was, is that Barry Silbert's old company? It is, yes. Okay, nice. I remember following them years ago when he was uh, first making his move into Bitcoin. I believe they sold, did he sell second market or did someone else take that over? Yeah, so it was sold to NASDAQ. NASDAQ bought it and rebranded it NASDAQ Private Markets. And then coincidentally, last year, they actually spun out NASDAQ Private Markets to a conglomerate of different bold bracket firms. And what was left behind at NASDAQ is NASDAQ Private Funds. Mm, got it. 
This show is brought to you by Frontlines Media, a podcast production studio that helps B2B founders launch, manage, and grow their own podcast. Now, if you're a founder, you may be thinking, I don't have time to host a podcast. I've got a company to build. Well, that's exactly what we built our service to do. You show up and host, and we handle literally everything else. To set up a call to discuss launching your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. Now, back to today's episode. Now, when you left the New York Stock Exchange for uh, Lotus Markets, or what is Lotus Markets today? What was that like for you? Was that a, a scary shift and was that a scary jump to make? It wasn't necessarily scary. Again, I knew I wanted to do something in the private markets. You know, you surround yourself with a lot of great people. And, and again, that's the core of any successful organization is surrounding yourself with the right people. And, and so that takes a lot of the fear away from it. Amazingly, it was relatively easy for us to raise our first round of capital. I think a lot of people bought into the idea. I think my background probably helped of, being able to be exposed to having built successful marketplaces from the ground up in the past. And so I think that really created that opportunity for us to be successful. The crazy part, though, is the timing in which we raised our first round was literally right when COVID happened. So there were very few people that I actually met in person while we were raising our first round. And one of those people I just met for the first time in person about uh, six months ago. Wow, that's amazing. And what about challenges? I'm sure that in your journey so far, you've encountered a couple of challenges. If we had to pick one challenge that you experienced and overcame, what is that challenge and how'd you overcome it? Yeah, I kind of already alluded to it a little bit, but the greatest challenge that we had was really being able to get supply. Again, I mentioned we were very surprised that we had so many people wanting to be buyers but really being able to find the sellers, because in many cases, they're individual investors, right, that, that own these. And so how do you get in front of those? And so it's really coming up with a strategy of figuring out top of funnel ideas. And so a lot of that is getting people to you know, talk about you because it is an interesting segment of the market to be able to enter into. But beyond that, it's also being able to partner with financial advisors who, again, have many of these people that they can introduce you to and say, and we've even created technology that allows, that aids a financial advisor to be able to help onboard their clients to be able to sell it. If so, if they're looking for it, we've made the process incredibly simple. Literally, somebody can set up an account in less than five minutes, but it's all done through technology, which I think if you look back even just three years, nothing was done with technology in this space. Wow. So it's come a long way, it sounds like. It has. Now, what would you say excites you most about the work you get to do every day? That's pretty easy for me to answer. I think there's three things. The first, it's always team. It starts with the people that you get to surround yourself with every day. That makes it incredibly exciting to show up to work every day. I'd say the second thing is, you know, the challenge and the opportunity of doing something that's never been done before. I love a good challenge. And so that makes it exciting. And then thirdly, goes back to what I said earlier. It's my why. It's the opportunity to help people that feel stuck give them an opportunity to have financial freedom that, you know, hasn't existed before. And with that, we'll see alternate investment marketplace soar. I truly believe that that unlocking that liquidity is going to help this marketplace grow. And let's talk about what that'll look like when that happens. So let's zoom out three to five years from today. What's the vision for the company? And what do you think the impact is going to be overall on the industry? Yeah, this one is probably the hardest question. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of different potential outcomes to consider. But I think what I'm most excited about is just 
the vision that I see of this world of alternative investments interconnecting and being able to thrive through technology. You know, right now, everything works kind of in a silo. And so to be able to connect to other institutions through technology, um, and we're just on the cusp of doing that now. But this part of the industry has been lagging behind significantly when it comes to technology advancements that other parts of the financial markets have seen and experienced. But we're starting to see that change so that, again, as we catch up, it'll be easier than ever for investors of all kinds to be able to be invested in in alternative investments. Nice. Well, that's certainly exciting. Brian, unfortunately, we're up on time. I'd love to keep you here and ask you another 20 or 30 questions, but we're going to have to wrap. So before we wrap up, if people want to follow along with your journey as you continue to build, where's the best place for them to go? They can go to lotusmarkets.com. And of course, they can follow us at Lotus Markets on any of the social handles, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, share your story, and talk about this vision. This is all super exciting and look forward to seeing you execute on the vision. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Take care.